This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikato, sharing the hyperlocal, controversial and quirky stories of the Waikato region. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. We live in turbulent times. More and more people are asking how they can find peace. In January 2023, the New Zealand Christian Community for Meditation held a silent retreat in Kirikiridoa Hamilton, specifically at the Lady Goodfellow Chapel at Waikato University. In this retreat, they sought to take attendees on a journey deep into their hearts to explore this mystery and uncover the wellspring of peace that is to be found there. The retreat was in silence from Monday evening until Thursday late morning, with several presentations from Catherine Houston of the World Christian Community for Meditation each day. There were also many periods of meditation and prayer. I went along, and crucially, what I learned was that the community appreciates meditation as an interfaith pursuit, relevant to people from all backgrounds in our dishevelled modern world. At the small chapel, I sat down with Catherine Houston. So my name's Catherine Houston, I'm from Australia. Um, I've been with the World Community for Christian Meditation for about um, 10 years as a volunteer. Um, meditation in the Christian tradition came into my life about 20 years ago uh, when I was working um, as a lawyer um, in the government area and looking for something deeper in my faith. Um, and something that gave more meaning and purpose to that. And so I encountered it and started doing voluntary work. And about 10 years ago, I decided to um, take an early retirement from my job and um, volunteer with the community. And it's taken me um, to all sorts of places around the world, um, leading these retreats. And um, what we're finding is more and more people are interested in attending times of silence and stillness, people who are involved in traditional faith, but those outside as well who are simply seeking some peace and silence in their life and something a little deeper. Mm. So what is different about Christian meditation compared to normal meditation <laughs> in inverted commas. Sure, no, yeah. sure. well, um, meditation is found in all the great wisdom traditions and I think people are much more familiar with um, meditation um, in Buddhism, um, Zen. Um, so to find it in the Christian tradition um, is a little different, but it's actually 
an ancient form of prayer. Um, going right back in the Christian contemplative tradition, uh, back to the desert mothers and fathers who were in Egypt around the second to the fourth century. And it's, um, we've always found it in some form um, throughout the Christian tradition. Now, um, what we do is um, very similar to meditation in the other traditions. And so I guess you could say it's a, it's a, a faith, faith-based of um, where we sit with God um, coming into the silence. So um, we, ha- we are very um, ecumenical and we're also interfaith. So we have interfaith groups where we have um, people from all, all faith traditions, Buddhist, Muslim people, um, all join together with us because they all do their uh, meditation within their own tradition and we find it, it's a common ground within which we meet. Um, but we see that... Um, within the Christian tradition, um, God within us um, is accessible. God is here and now. The problem is we're not often here. We're worrying about tomorrow or yesterday. So this is the, the space we have to come into the now and simply be and just be with the being that is God, who really has no religion. <laughs> it's just God. <laughs> Uh, I, I get the impression that in the Christian tradition generally um, it's, it, it tends to be a lot about dialogue which is allowing people's communion with God and with the faith in general. Um, but Christian meditation sounds very different in that it is, it is leaving space for God and for that connection to, to, to form. That's a really interesting different take on uh, communion. That, that's right. And so uh, this, this form of prayer takes us beyond words and thoughts and images so and beyond duality really so that there's not a god there and we're here and yet we're bringing what our thoughts and and having a dialogue with an image of god as i say we're we're moving beyond all kinds of images all kinds of thoughts and in within that we're allowing ourselves um, to go beyond ourselves. Um, Jesus said, if anyone wants to be a follower of mine, leave self behind. And uh, we're not always good at doing that. So um, this is this is the opportunity. Sorry, get distractions everywhere. Distractions in front of me and distractions behind me. <laughs> um, so... Um, but when he comes back to me, I'll be looking at this way, am I? Yeah. Good. Thanks. So we were um, talking about duality. Yes, yes. So that's right. Beyond beyond, we were talking about dialogue, and we're not talking about a dialogue. We're talking about allowing ourselves to let go of our own words, our own thoughts, um, to be beyond ourselves and how we analyse and interpret everything, and be in the silence and the stillness of the present moment with with God, beyond any images as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that is why, on uh, Christian meditation retreats such as this one, uh, 
um, the attendees have very minimal stimulus, outside stimulus, don't they? It is, it is silence for the whole time and they wouldn't be connected to uh, technologies or any, any semblance of what is happening um, outside of the right. retreat. That's right, that's right. I mean, obviously we have contact people to keep in touch if, if there's a need, there's contact phone numbers people can ring and if there's anything major happening in the world, we'll pass that on. But we really encourage everyone to do this, to, to slow down, to, to, to be still and to put away all that stimulus of the world. So we come to beautiful places like this where we've got you know beautiful lakes here in nature um, where you can be and I mean nature is direct experience there's no words or thoughts or images people um, have that and we have a lovely rhythm of the day which we set up so that um, people just move from one thing to the next but it's not at any fast pace so we have our meditation times at three times during the day we'll have some liturgy in the morning in the evening and um, most of the day we have one uh, talk um, but we try not to make it highly academic and then there's lovely space for a bit of body work um, th at this retreat we've got someone doing lovely stretching sometimes we have yoga um, and yeah just the spaciousness in the day so people find that rhythm um, that they don't ha they can just fall into that and do that slowing down that inside they'll find slows slows them down as well um, yeah so it, yeah it's not about um, thinking a lot at all <laughs> yeah you mentioned uh, that Christian meditation is practiced basically throughout the Christian tradition but are there some sects which are more uh, orientated towards yeah, it? Sure, um, in various streams within the Christian tradition and that's the lovely thing about it there's many paths for many different people and there's no the one path but we fit in what's called the the contemplative tradition and the contemplative tradition um, sees God as more of mystery, sees God as a mystery to be entered into an ever-deepening mystery in your own life that you go further into. And um, the, so there's a Christian tradition of the mystics, people like Julian of Norwich, um, who, who, who have um, had deep experiences of God um, and have shared those. And so, yeah, as I say, it's not in an analytical sort of a way. So, and this tradition goes back right through the uh, centuries. as a, a work written in the 14th century, The Cloud of Unknowing. Um, and it really sets out this contemplative practice very clearly. And then back to the, tr the um, wisdom of the desert in the second and fourth, and back to the teaching on Jesus, by Jesus on prayer about going into your room and shutting the door and praying in silence. So yeah, it's, there, it, as I said, there is a strong tradition and the Benedictine tradition um, is where we, we are most, we come out of the, uh, yeah. Mm. It sounds like um, sort of <coughs> relatable to like druid practices like that that affinity with the 
with only the immediate and not mm. everything outside. Mm. Yes, yeah, I, I'm not familiar with Druid practices, but from what you're describing, and I know what you mean, it's it's not, not mediated, in other words. Yes, it's direct experience, so that God is knowable, but it's an, a knowledge to know, but that is beyond knowledge. So a knowing that is not a head knowing. It's more like a... A, a relationship sort of knowing, I guess, and a mystical kind of knowing, but but not an unknowable knowing. Mm. As I said, it's as simple as be, just simply being, and and um, yeah, yeah, just just feeling your own place yeah, in, in this whole um, universe. Yeah, mm. yeah, as a child of God, in God. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, all good. So, are there are there any other parts to the process in terms of because we talked about how it's sort of like standard um, meditation mm. where you clear your head mm. and you um, you just sit and and be. Mm. Um, but uh, would there be elements to promote that communion mm. with? Uh, with God or the higher power or whoever, mm. um, whoever the person believes. Mm. Well, um, yeah. Well, first of all, the practice itself. So, in the practice, the meditation practice that we use, we use a, a prayer word or a mantra, um, and um, the word we recommend is Maranatha in our tradition, and that's um, because it's found in Scripture. It's a sacred word for us. It um, ends a couple of the books in the New Testament. And it's one of the words that was uh, remains in the original Aramaic and was never um, interpreted into Greek, so the uh, language Jesus used. But we use the word um, because it's sacred in our tradition and we uh, then say it silently and we repeat it from the beginning to the end of the meditation. And when we realise we're thinking again, we return to the word. Just So it's that... Um, we're not trying to achieve silence or anything. We're doing the work of letting go, letting go of thoughts and returning. So it's a, it's a journey of faith and of trust. Um, and we recommend that you meditate twice a day in the morning and the evening for somewhere between 20 to 30 minutes um, so that this practice really, it's a long, slow journey and it will deepen, deepen in your life and that... Um, learning of letting go and being present deepens. So so that's the practice itself. And then around the practice, um, there is writings which help us to really understand, um, understand some of the writings in the scriptures within that contemp- contemplative context. This tradition was really recovered for modern people by a Benedictine monk named John Mayne and he lived from 1926 to 1982. And um, John Mayne uh, initially studied law and went into the foreign service and went to, um, in those days it was Malaya, now Malaysia, and he actually met a Hindu Swami who taught him to meditate in the Hindu tradition. And John Mayne thought this was a very holy man. And the, the Swami said to him that you should meditate as a Christian and, and find a word that's a Christian. And John Mayne really felt that this deepened his own faith. You know, it deepened his own. He was, he was such an authentic person and his search for God was so authentic. He went 
after that, he felt called to, to the monastic life. And when he entered the monastery, he was told to give that up, which he did for a number of years. But later, um, he became a headmaster at a school and younger people who were going to the East and learning meditation asked him, was there anything in the Christian tradition? And he really did this search back through the Christian contemplatives, really seeing that this practice um, of silent meditation was very much part of our tradition. And he was the one who really opened this up to um, uh, give, as I said, for contempt modern contemplatives a, a, a fresh look at scripture and to um, deepen it in our hearts. Yeah. This basically promotes interfaith connection. Which is which is big. Mm. We we, mm. we there's been an episode of WTS before where I spoke to the um the Baha'i faith mm. and, and, and Hamilton who are mm. a lot about interfaith mm. connection. Mm. Uh, but this is a very interesting um active way of of making that connection mm. and also it's um it's not hard. Yeah, exactly. That, that, exactly. that's the thing. It's it's not a big ask and it's not saying you have to be this religion to be able to plug into yeah. this religion mm. it's just everybody involved in the same process yeah absolutely and it, as I say it's a really is a common ground on which we can meet and the lovely thing is that when you're not using you can sit and we can be in the silence together in our own way and when you're not using words you're not into you know there's no differences <laughs> because you're not you're not um you're not analyzing anything or, or looking at differences and it's a, it's a beautiful way um some of our interfaith groups what they do is they so each week someone from a different faith will bring along a reading from their tradition and they'll read they'll read something from their own faith tradition and people will just um share on that so it doesn't become a discussion or anything like that but just often people will say gosh that's really similar to something that we we have in our tradition or that reminds me of something and everyone has an opportunity to comment but we don't then say anything further everyone just shares what they have to share and everyone sits for 30 minutes or whatever in the silence together and it's been a wonderful opening up and a wonderful um yeah, reaching out across traditions in in great friendship in this way. It's a thing of the future. And I think the other areas um, is because you know, the traditional churches are, are emptying out these days. You know, the traditional institutional church is not um, all that favoured with younger people, but they're still seeking something deep. And, and particularly younger people who've come from a Christian background um, are finding um, much more meaning um, in this sort of practice rather than the you know more traditional ways. So we see there's a there's a world out there in need, and some of our biggest outreaches are to prisons and refugees and um, homeless people. You know, which is which is going back. That's like what Jesus started. People people in need. Um, and for people who who are dispossessed, um, we have national coordinators in Ukraine, and we meet with them regularly. They're in Lviv, so they're on the west, but we we're holding them in solidarity as well, which which is really lovely. And people all over the world have joined online to be in this meditation group with our friends in in the Ukraine.
And the other area I just mentioned is meditation with children. And in the school, in the um, Catholic and Anglican schools in a lot of countries, they um, have picked it up. And um, because we talk about with meditation, there's benefits and there's fruits. And so the benefits are, you know, the, the physical things which you find with mindfulness and that is, you know, it's, it can make you less anxious, calm you down, prepare children better for exams, prepare them better for the world. And then the fruits um, are what we call in the Christian tradition, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace. And you see that, they'll comment of that in, in the classroom, those things growing. And children take to it like ducks to water because you just give them the simple instruction on how to do it and they do it. And they can put, they're starting to put a whole new language around this direct experience of God. So yeah, it, it is a, it's, it's a very interesting area, I think, and a very important area that's starting to really grow in, in many places in the world. It sounds like a lot of people can recognise the benefits of um, the process because it's not only about communion with God, but mm. it's about um, sitting with yourself as well, mm. and it's about um, uh, maintaining a, a, a level head sort of thing like meditation would be in, in any other context. It can help people's mental health, mm. which is, yep, some would argue uh, that sort of help is really needed in the world right mm. now with... Mm with the uncertain way things are going. Mm. Yeah, and, that, and that's absolutely right. And I think everyone is, is just, yeah, the big, big pandemic of our time is really anxiety and we see it so much with younger people, which is so sad, so incredibly sad. And it is, it is something that I think people are desperately needing because in the first stages, what you're essentially doing is letting go of distractions. Anything that is going to distract you from being in the present moment, which is where we say God is. But in letting go, so you're letting go of all your thoughts, all your fears, everything. And like we say, all our problems come from either the future or the past. We're either worrying about something that's going to happen tomorrow and how's that going to work out and what am I going to do? Or we're anxious about the past, what's happened, a relationship, whatever. If you can let go of all of that, right now, right here, there is peace. And you can actually allow yourself to be peaceful. And so, and then we say, you, in the Christian tradition, you can open yourself to, to the love of, to the place where God is and know God as real peace and real love. Um, so however far you want to take it, the starting point, um, it can be an important journey for anybody, really. Yeah. Uh, you said you've travelled a lot around the world uh, to do with Christian meditation. Um, do, do you find different cultures take it in different ways or is it a sort of universal thing? Well, with our practice, because it is the, the World Community for Christian Meditation, we, we have Christian, you know, the core, core foundation in our community are the various Christian faiths in different countries. We're in about, um, we have what we call national communities in about 67 countries around the world. And we, we sort of divide that up regionally. So in North, South America, Asia, and into Europe. So I guess the biggest difference I find are just the normal um, uh, differences culturally. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of WTS Waikato. If you liked what you heard, you can follow the show on Facebook or find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. WTS Waikato aims to share the hyperlocal, controversial and quirky stories of the Waikato region. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. If you have any stories you think are worth sharing, email me, technician at freefm.org.nz, and we can try plan something out. You can also get in touch with me via the WTS Waikato Facebook page. I look forward to hearing from you. Mā te wā. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.